Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Woo! Alright, sorry guys, I have a call. <laughs> Victor's ass. My hello? cell phone is ringing. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> You're here at AfterBuzz TV. Gotham After Show episode number seven. Penguins Umbrella. We had to give the, th- the shout out to Funky Town. Yes, definitely. This is our new Gotham theme song. I think every week. Every day. sorry, Rihanna was the second choice. <laughs> but we were so close to Rihanna. Penguins Umbrella, Funky Town. I am Ryan Hooks. We are After Buzz. To my left, Steve Kaufman. Howdy. To his left, throwing me way off, Monty Villanos. Hi. And her first time in that chair. So yes. I was thinking before we started the show, I was going to be like, oh, cool. I can be like, at the end, the funny comedian, Steve Kaufman, in the middle, a rose between two thorns, Monty Villanos. But no, <laughs> Monty had to screw me up and sit on the other end of the table and just... Ah, oh, that would have been I know. fun. Joyce isn't here. Uh, she's in a car accident this week, so we hope she's better. Her car, hopefully, is, is really the issue. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone has a good deal on a car... Joyce is looking. <laughs> we don't even know if that's true. Yeah, I, I'm totally making. I don't really know. She yeah. said she's good. I texted her earlier to make sure she was. Okay. I was about to so say you made that sound really serious. It yeah. was serious. She's, like, she's in a car like, accident. Let's have we don't a moment know. of silence for Joyce's car. It's like no, she just doesn't have a way to get just, here. She's fine. Yeah, no, she's good. I can't. Okay. <laughs> Two versus one. I Welcome know. to AfterBuzz TV, episode seven. We're here. Yeah. We're loud and proud. Um, so this week on the ratings, I was doing a little research because I want to talk about that first and get it over mm-hmm. with. Um, so the on-demand numbers for this week are actually for the week of October 19th through the 25th because, like, again, they're two weeks mm-hmm. behind. Gotham has actually dropped in on-demand ratings. Wow. Really? It is number six on the list behind Walking Dead, How to Get Away with Murder, American Horror Story, Blacklist, and Scandal. Oh, and that's the whole week. Yes. Okay. So yeah, they're they're per week, which is all a very good thing. Mm-hmm. However, then I was like thinking about it. I was like, well, I wonder if because on demand numbers are dropping, if that means more people are watching it, you know, mm-hmm. live. So one thing I found about that they are doing uh, about eight point three million views on the week, which is a really good thing. So that's yeah. a good uh, good number to have. That's a really high number for a show, especially on Monday mm-hmm. night. That's like a big night for. There's a lot of good shows on yeah. Monday night. But the other thing that I found that was really interesting to me is over a thirty day period. That they have an average audience of 22.2 million views for a month. Oh. Mm. So they have a, uh, they're up 168% in what they call non-linear audience, which is uh-huh. people who watch on demand, people who watch other yeah. sources that aren't on like live TV. So they have really, really high ratings, which is awesome. 
That's I mean that's the reason yeah. we obviously added the to the end of the first season. Right. And that's you know the reason we're gonna get all those episodes, which is cool, which is really always a good sign for a season two. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know now we have twenty two episodes or twenty three however many we're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Season two is now what we want to shoot for. Yeah. Right. We want season two before season one ends. ends. Yeah. Because then that means they have really good faith in the show. That means they also have a direction for the show. Yeah. Because sometimes shows like suddenly abruptly end and you're like, oh man, I didn't get all the stuff that I wanted. Yeah, or you have to prepare for an end. Or shows have a really good season one and then they fire all the people who made it really good. <laughs> yes. And then just or writer strikes ruin everything. Oh, or or Fox does weird things and organizes their shows oddly. You just never one. know. Or they you don't know, on, especially with Fox. Or so. they put yeah. it on Friday night. All right, so uh, shout out to yeah, Dark, Dark Angel. Everyone remembers Dark Angel. I was thinking, uh, yeah, never mind. Sorry. Uh, let's talk about Diamond Daydreamer, good friend of ours on uh, the Instagram world or the internet world. So she, she made a comment, uh, it's a girl, um, about the villains on the show have mm-hmm. been very, like, ordinary. Do you think we're going to get any villains that are, like, super-powered villains? I mean, I know it's not like Superman or it's not, you know, Smallville or anything, but... If you think about the, the Gotham world, some of the people do have powers, right? I think we got a glimpse of that today with Victor. I felt like he, had, he was very acrobatic. I mean, he that, just did a backflip. That's not... I mean, I, I can't do that. Can you do that? Yeah. Do it right now. On this table, I'll hit my head on the ceiling. I'm too tall. Okay, y'all, the, I'm going to... I think you to... have enough clearance right there. It's all right. Okay. We will I'll film pick this. up that camera. <laughs> Fine. That's all. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, Howard Lockwood, thanks for tuning in. Made a comment about the art in the the Wayne Manor because the background picture is the oath of Horatio, mm. uh, who takes an oath and him and the brothers go to fight another set of brothers. But he made a comment, and this is I, th- I thought this was a little bit of a stretch. Sorry, Howard, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, that the the brothers. So basically, the whole oath of Horatio thing is the three brothers take an oath to fight against the other three brothers, mm. and he's comparing that to Bruce and Gordon and Cobblepot are against the other villains. So mm-hmm. like Fish, Minnie, Dumbaroni, and Falcone. After this week's episode, I feel like that maybe is not as true. But I thought it was a really cool observation. Yeah. Because it is a cool artwork mm. in the back. Um, also, I, hey, uh, Michael KB, thank you. He solved the riddle about the goat, the cabbage, and the wolf. <laughs> it is an old old story about how they uh, would go across. Basically, they're on a bank of a river. They have to cross the river. can only take one item at a time, including himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the order in which he takes things. So that, you know, if you left the wolf with the goat, they would eat each other. If you left the goat with the cabbage, so on and so forth. Do you want another solution or do yes, we have Yes, please. It? We were okay. waiting. So, I know. We're like intently. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. So he um, takes the wolf across the river, goes back, takes the cabbage. Or, no, I forget now. I wrote it down and I don't remember. I'm over. Th- Basically, he goes back and forth. But then one time he takes the cabbage and then brings the goat back and then like... There's a whole lot of confusion. I don't even know. I'm done with this. I'm over it. Uh, one of the things that we, uh, we, 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 it's on YouTube. It's fine. It's on there like three times. Somebody explained it to us. The League of Assassins is what we need to talk about, not the League of Shadows. Yeah. It's, yes. Some of us are we, watching a show on CW. We are not yeah. <laughs> in the Christopher Nolan Batman world. The other thing is that it could be a foreshadowing to the Court of Owls. Mm. So Robert Clark brought that up. And also, uh, Tio Baracho. Tio, I am so glad that you commented on this because Selena Kyle did steal the cigarette case that I said she did. And I you did guys, too. you guys are all you. against I, me. I was the hey, but listen, one. he also said that we need to pay attention. Tio, I'm sorry. I like to take extensive amounts of notes about everything that's happening in the Gotham world. So sometimes I look down. If I miss things like her picking up a cigarette case, I'm sorry I missed it. But thank you for pointing it out. 
and now you know, and Steve, you're wrong. I'm glad I, I was delusional. Okay, I'm glad I uh, am on the same page with everyone here as well. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. All right, moving right along. The penguin is alive. Fish Excellent. Mooney is pissed, and Gordon needs to be killed. But he's not. So episode summed. Pretty uh, much. That's that's it. That's it. So I thought this episode was by far. Well, go, no, go ahead and say, what do you? Where yeah, let's go. go. Can we okay. all say it at one time? Amazing. Best, the best episode, episode of the season so yeah. far. I watched uh, the episode before you guys, uh-huh. and I tweeted best episode yet, and I was hoping you guys felt the same. And way. you didn't tag me in it. Uh, WTF, Monty? Because I didn't want you know I didn't <laughs> want you guys to have expectations. Oh, I got tweets from other people before you. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to give you expectations, <laughs> so I was like, I'm just gonna let him have his. Okay, fine. Him. Best episode yet. Yes. Yet. It is the show is like so intense this mm-hmm. week, and I hope that it continues on this level of intensity because it's very like twisting and turning, and there's like a lot of stuff you just don't see coming. Yes. Like it, it's like wow. That's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That was great. Oh, wow. That was cool, too. Oh. And you just get really excited. And that just makes me like happy about TV. Yeah. yeah. The first five minutes were great. When they did the first break, I looked at the time and it was exactly five yeah, minutes. Yeah, it was like, yeah. they haven't even played the intro music yet. Yeah. And you're already like on the edge of your it's seat. It's like, really tight crap. five minutes. Yes. Just, yeah, it was really quick. It was really tight. We liked it. I'm in. Yeah. Yes. Good job. Good job, Gotham. Yes. <laughs> All right. So... Anyway, the Penguin's alive after we saw at the end of last week's episode, and he revealed himself to everybody. And so Fish wants to speak to Jim Gordon because clearly he didn't do his job. Hmm. And I, I'm i still torn about Fish Mooney as a character. I, I know you guys like her. And I, I liked her this week limitedly, but I just like there's so many other characters that I like more than her. Well, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, it, I'm just an excellent problem. To and have. she's a bit of a like she's a villain enough here that you're not supposed to actually like her. I agree. I like that I dislike this part that it's. I mean, but I could, she's a three dimensional character who makes a lot of sense in this world, and that helps us. But I think she's a good adage. But you know, I could do without her. If they killed her off, I wouldn't be mad. I get what you're saying, but I think it ties in the stories a little bit. You know, more. Well, I think it gives us uh, an X factor. For them to do things that we don't expect. Exactly. Because now with Penguin, if he's working for Maroney, if he's working for Falcone, if he's working for Fish, you know, who's, whose side is he on? And there's, there's more dimensions to to work with for the writers where they can have, like, other twists where they can go to these other people. Right. You know, because we saw in the preview for next week's episode, he's going to go to Fish Mooney mm-hmm. and talk to her and, like, want to make peace in some aspect. So it's just going to give us these other avenues to explore the storyline. Yeah. There's no boundaries. There's no precedent no, with her. None at all. And not to mention, I think we're almost to a point, like in the next two weeks, things are probably going to settle in a little, that we're going to get a little more... Of her? We're going to get a little more of her, but we're also going to get a little more of just things settle in and we're going to get, I don't want to say villain of the week or monster of the week, but we're going to get probably two or three more of those episodes. The things are eventually going to settle in to where they are currently, and you're going to get a just somebody shows up and he needs to deal with it. And like the the big overarching plot lines aren't going to move that very aren't going to move that far that episode, and those are fun too, because then you learn more about just the characters in their bottle, and I'm looking forward to those. Just the villain of the week kind of thing. I I, I want to refrain from calling it that because it's like so so degraded. Because but really, when we talk about the villain of the week, a villain of the week is more like a bottled episode where everyone has to deal with one thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, the major plot lines don't move forward very much. Right. 
And and this week we didn't I really love, get the villain of the week. We got yeah. A major this week plot you get lines. just a huge plotline show. But you know, I, I get what you're saying with that because we need that almost. Like you can't do episodes like this forever, right? Because you're going to cover too much too fast, mm-hmm. and it's you're going to run out of se- episodes before the season's over, mm-hmm. and we're going to get too. Much, there's not going to be a way to go because then that's when they start fishing for excuse my pun uh. Uh, <laughs> for things to put on, and then you get upset with the show because you're like, oh, do they really just do that? Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, we were talking about revolution earlier. Like, really, they went there. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm done with this, and that's when you lose interest in a show. So I don't. I hope. I hope we get some of those bottled episodes as mm-hmm. well, and yeah. I do like those, and they have good plot points and they have cool things that we like in the Gotham world and mm-hmm. get our little heroes and our villains. Yeah. Um, so this week's episode, uh, you know, started off with, with Gordon then trying to call Barbara, trying to get her out of town. Uh, and I love that Bullock like punches him and he's like, trying to kill him. And he's like, dude, just help me. And he's like, ah, you hope I never see uh-huh. you again. And then later on, it's like, fine. Yeah. Well, no, he's drunk. I, I don't know. I, I would assume Bullock in that moment is if I beat you down and take you to Falcone right now, there's a 10% chance I live. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Gordon got away at that moment, I was like, no, okay, well, I'm dead up that street. And then it take it took him probably a, a very long drunken day. A drunken day with a big lady. <laughs> well, I, I I don't see people that I I don't know what you mean. Yeah, you do. I, no idea. No I, idea. I don't see people that way. As long I, as he's happy, I'm happy. Exactly. That's right, because beauty is on the inside. That's silence. Yeah, absolute silence. Completely on the inside and a little on the outside. That's the truth. It has both. We're not going to talk about that because this is the Gotham After Show. We have nothing (laughs) to do with beauty. We have darkness and despair and crime and hatred. That's what we have here at Gotham. (laughs) All right. So uh, Barbara does get captured though because she's an idiot and she deserves. Never thought you would say that. Listen, she's regardless. Okay, here's He'd my. Still put a ring on it. Hold on, I <laughs> just saying. No, 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 I wouldn't put a ring on it. No, <laughs> that's more of a hit and quit it. Um, <laughs> listen, so here's what I think about Barbara Gordon. Barbara Keen, not Barbara Gordon. Get it right. She is to me a liability. Mm-hmm. She is an. Ex- she oh, is the definitely. most excessive liability in the show for so many reasons. To Jim, she's a liability because he cares enough about her to not do things that he was going to do otherwise. Um, you know, she affects the people at major crimes. She tells information to other people that she shouldn't tell. Mm. So she's a liability on so many levels because so many people know about her now. I mm-hmm. Like, and literally, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but with at the end scene where he was like, what if I told you I had a knife to her throat right now? And he's like, because she came back and pled with me. In my mind, I'm like, she, if she did that, she should She have, deserves to be. She should, she have, should get cut She up. should have known better. Nope. And then sure enough, she's in the other room. <laughs> with Victor. To be fair, there was no knife to her throat. Right. I think Falcon was lying a little. Eh. There might have been at one point. Maybe exactly. he. He said. <laughs> Victor was distracted by the fresh said, said right now. He specifically said, what if I told you there was a knife to Barbara Keen's throat right now? Would you call me a liar? It's like I think you're a liar. I think she's just back there. <laughs> she's gonna. She's. Well, about, I think she's about to get a muffin. <laughs> Literally getting the muffin. Victor wanted a muffin. All right. Um. So I did like though with this week with Gordon. I felt he was like he was so strong in so many yeah. scenes. Like he just came in balls to the wall because it happened early on when he uh when he came into to, to, 
to rescue Barbara from Butch oh. and the other crony because he shot the one guy, knocked out Butch, and saves her. He did it later when he's at the GCPD, comes rolling in, and everyone's like, oh my god, Jim Gordon's yeah. here. Like, what the heck is he doing here? And he's like, give me those warrants. And he's like, talking to Captain Esten that he's going to go and arrest everybody. And then he does it later when he goes to Falcone's house. And he, he just, it's a man with nothing to lose. Oh, yeah. Like, and Falcone, Falcone said it, having nothing to lose must be liberating. Must be, you can literally walk into the biggest crime boss in, in town's house with the mayor, who's already in his pocket. He's like, hey, you're under arrest. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that must be liberating to know you're going to die either way. There's a lot of strong scenes. This yeah, week. like... It was an excellent episode. All around. What was your favorite scene? I really enjoy uh, Maroney. I think he's so funny. He and Maroney and Penguin and that entire scene when he makes Penguin apologize... Oh, he's like, fish? okay, well then you should apologize. Yeah, but that's it was like genuine. Taunting. It was so mm-hmm. great. It was so great. I love that scene. I think that end scene with Falcone was my my favorite. That was yeah, that right. just, and that's the first we've really seen Falcone do do a scene. Well, like actually, like do a two person do a two person level with you scene because every every other scene Falcone's with all the done, other people. Every other scene has been with like a bunch of people, and he's just kind of barking orders. This is the first time we've gotten to see him smile and smile and just kind of talk. Mm-hmm kind of talk and interact and that was a close favorite of mine but i'm gonna have to say that my favorite scene was when the penguin took out frankie carbone mm. after oh, he's talking so about good. he bought off all his men <laughs> to jump yeah. around a little i'm pretty sure carbone work was working for falcone see you think so i think so interesting he well, like and he might have just been a cheapskate and a guy out out for money but i honestly think that he was he was falcone snitch inside for maroney and now he's not like I think it's just maybe that that's was, why there was the distrust of penguin. Yeah, that, like oh. that w- the initial distrust of penguin. I felt there was like that sounds like that seems deeper than just hey you're you're taking my spot in this organization. It it felt more and it was so instant. Yeah, yeah, like it felt more like hey you're screwing with the entire plan mm-hmm. that he already had in place that yeah. affected him and all his people. Yeah, I mean that's a good thought that that Carbone was playing both sides as well. He was a snitch and. He thought that Penguin was going to yeah. take over a spot. Because and... Carbone's just... Carbone is one of the people who just goes to the highest bidder. I'm sure at some point Falcone was the highest bidder. Yeah. And maybe maybe Falcone wasn't the highest bidder anymore, and then there's bitterness, or... He had his own he had his own play that he wasn't making well. Clearly, because he's now dead. Yeah. Cause... Well done, Penguin. <laughs> I don't I just... I really like the intensity of that scene. And, you know, like, like your, your greatest passion is your greatest weakness as he's stabbing him in the gut. Oh, yeah. Poor, poor penguin keeps getting beat up like by everybody <laughs> slapped around by fish this week. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that all seems to be part of his plan. Right. Like he's got something. He's playing the the victim. That's yeah. his role. Yeah. Like like he, he knows something's gonna happen that nobody else knows. Well, he's on on the bad side. He's the only agent of chaos. And then on the good side, Gordon's the only agent of cha- only agent of chaos, or in that in that case, agent of change. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Yeah. And the uh, the. Now you're in, that's the like D&D. third level deep. Yeah, like yeah. the D&D, well, the D&D terms. Um, I'm sorry, we don't know what D&D is. The, the, the Dungeons and Yeah, the I know what it is, I'm just pretending <laughs> like I don't know. Well, that, that I'm trying work. to play it off like I'm cool, man. Just play cool, play cool. Alright. I really didn't know what it was. See, there you go. <laughs> Alright, so speaking of playing cool, let's roll into the GCPD, where Gordon is just like, like a boss, getting these blank warrants and filling them out and, you know... Fish is complaining to the Falcone about Cobblepot and how he's got to die. Mm. 
everything this week with Gordon. Playing it cool. All right. Um, this week then too, I I did like it, appreciate the whole fish thing. You could tell that like she feels uneasy now. Oh yeah, she's oh, yeah. on so such an edge because she goes and says to the to Falcon that they should kill him. You know, because it's a, a power play and they should make these moves and you know secretly working with Nikolai. Did you uh, see the Nikolai hit coming? No, no, honest. not at all. I thought we, I thought we were going to have him for a long time, Me for too. a few more episodes at least. To get I thought in. he was going to survive that whole bombing. I actually, I thought, I thought he was, everyone was going to get killed but him. Yeah, or no, he was going to be like half dead, and they were going to leave him. Although the bombing of the door seemed unnecessary. That door looked really flimsy. It did. I don't <laughs> even think there was a lock on it. Like that was just more just for in. that was more for show. That was more for just like, oh, we're going to blow up the door. It's like you guys could have like knocked. <laughs> <laughs> There goes the door. <laughs> huff and puff and blow it down. All right. So, what did you guys think about Victor's ass this week? I love Victor's ass. I'm so distressed by the the, the no eyebrows thing. Yeah. Are you distressed a bit? Like that has to happen. Like occasionally. So, I, I in medical, if you have a major surgery and it involves your face, they will not shave your eyebrows. They'll shave your head. They'll shave any part of your face. They will not shave off your eyebrows unless it is absolutely necessary. Really? They will stitch around it because of the length of time it takes for your eyebrows to regrow. Oh. Really? Yes. And I was so distressed by it. So have you ever seen the movie Lawless as well? Uh, it's um, Shia LaBeouf. And anyway, oh, in the well, movie, then, no. Guy Pierce shaves his <laughs> eyebrows off. like, <laughs> And he has this weird like shaved part line. And I was so distressed because these are so creepy looking. Yeah, it is creepy, and it gave him a very unique look. Yeah, yeah, and a character that because we were talking about characters with like villains with uh, superpowers. Victor Zaz does not actually have superpowers. Right, he's a he's, ninja. He's incredible. He's an incredibly skilled physical specimen. Yes, his Wikipedia page is up, but go on. But he is not like he's not um he's not on venom. He's not on any type of drugs. He's just a serial killer that's that deranged. That, Perfect. 20, so, 28 kills mm-hmm. so in counting so much so so much so that he probably visually has to have more going on to show so to show him. that so we remember him and no eyebrows is part of that yeah do you see him coming back absolutely definitely he needs to be a crucial part of the next eight episodes yeah. how many times how many kills no how many times is he coming back not I, eight he won't be back five. eight times I I hope eight. <laughs> yeah, I hope we keep seeing him. Hope like eight, but I see what you mean. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I I don't know. I think two I think more. I'm good for like two more. I think we're we going to get the off. Streets of Gotham cover I'm looking at right now, where he's just got tally marks all over his body. Thanks a lot. Where he just needs he's a serial killer. <laughs> he just goes to town and starts killing everybody. Yeah, that later that might be a bottle episode later down the line where he's just he's the victim villain. Whatever he's the guy of the week that we kill off at the end, and then or he's gone. have to fend, and then he goes to he goes to Arkham, which we now know is a revolving door. Mm-hmm. He goes, <laughs> yeah, he goes to uh, the Arkham, the revolving door of prisons, because they don't lock the doors there. Literally, it's just <laughs> well, because the criminals are building it. Usually, yeah. all right. So, hey, shout out to Major Crimes this week. They finally showed up on time. Really, yeah. I, it only took them like. Seven episodes to get with the program. Yeah, but I mean, they're there now. Yeah, they're there now. Because they did save Jim and this whole shootout with Victor Zaz. Right. Which was awesome. I was ex- I was like, how's he going to get out of this? How's he going to get out? Yeah. I was... I expected him to... I was hoping that one of the two girls that were with him were going to get killed. Like, that was like, oh, he's yeah. got to kill somebody. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're the ones you kill because you don't... We don't know who they are. We don't yeah. care about them. What are their names? If they don't have a name, they're... 
you know, episode one man who gets shot in the face. Mm. Uh, I, I actually wrote. Than you know, it's funny. Yeah, I actually, I wrote, I wrote that down uh, in the early scene where uh, Butch is there, and I put Thug Number One gets shot. Like <laughs> I literally called him Thug One because that's probably his character name. I was gonna say probably IMBD has that or bad guy one. Speaking as someone who was Thug Two, M- for Maroni a long, Man. Speaking as someone who's Thug Two for a long time in their career, I'm waiting so long to be Thug One. I'll get there. I'm not You're there still yet. Thug Two. You're not I'm Thug still One. Thug yet. Two. I'm waiting to be Thug One. Well, if you get your arms a little bigger, I do have to. I do have to get yeah. the arms out a lot. Yeah, you got to uh, get bench the, presses, the size in the chest. I think to be the Thug One. Yeah, but um, you lost but major, your thought. Go yeah, a little bit. Major Crimes finally stepping up, finally showing up and actually helping and well, it's solving cool that crimes. They, they admitted their fault, right? Yeah. That they're hey, listen, we made a mistake, and here we are. Let's let's fix this. What can we do? No, it seems like they would genuinely want to help Jim. So what role do they have in later episodes then as someone fighting the good fight? Any? I uh, they have to be the only people they have to be the only people that can back Jim Gordon. Because as we see later on, we realize that uh, we realize that Jim Gordon still wants to fight the good fight where Bullock is trying to tell him, Hey, just just like lay down, you're alive, just stick with the program. So it sounds like the only people Gordon can come to Will be the major people in major crimes. Yes, but here's the here's the big butt in the room. You're welcome. How <laughs> much? How much of saving Gordon in the aspect of Montoya was motivated by the fact of Barbara? Because I think it was think more it was... about saving Jim for Barbara than it was about doing the right thing. No, it had yeah. to be about doing the right thing. Yeah, I agree. We'll see. I didn't get it, that vibe. I got. I just want to do the right, right. thing. Mm-hmm. They may prove me wrong in coming episodes, and if they do, I will admit my fault. But until then, I'm still on the Montoya did it because she was driving, and it was more about Barbara. No, wow. He I, has nobody. Just like Steve said, when they were in the station with um, Victor, and he's like, "There are 50 cops in here," and they all left. No, not all of them. Captain S instead. Right, well, and then yeah. she left because he told her to. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But she I'm wants saying, it. She wants it as bad as Gordon does. But just so like, she. She'll be the only other person he can trust. Exactly. And, and well, major crimes, her, but she'll, her hands will be tied. Mm-hmm. Have we, I think he can trust Bullock. I, I'm on team Bullock. I think that he was Jim Gordon, as we saw mm-hmm. years ago, and he's changed because he's adapted to the system. If someone's willing to pull him back, which I think Jim is, mm-hmm. he'll eventually come back around. Um, I feel like there's a, a trustworthiness to Bullock. Because he saved his life a bunch of times. He didn't have to. He could have just let him die. Mm-hmm. By the way, why didn't... Gordon hasn't asked Bullock the, the point-blank question of what do you know? Or we're left to assume Bullock doesn't know anything about like what happened above them and like all the conspiracy stuff that we kind of know now. Like I assumed Bullock knew some of that and never told Gordon. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't mean we're not going to get that. Well, yeah, but I, I assumed... Before they try to um, kidnap slash arrest the mayor and then do the same to the biggest crime boss in town, I assumed that might be intel he'd need. So I guess there's nothing to be had, or he forgot to ask. Uh, he I know. Hasn't, you know, he's got other things on his mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Google searching weather balloons is not a priority in Gotham. So. Clearly. Well, I don't think Google is in Gotham. It's not. It's it's a anyway, timeless place. The, Montoya apologizes for everything, as we saw, to Gordon, you know, 
about all that happened. And I, that's part of the reason I feel like it's motivated a little bit more about Barbara. Because then she's like, hey, is Barbara out of town? Are you sure she's safe? Are you sure she's yeah. And he kept reassuring the Barbara thing. Well, I think it's I, just because she, she cares for Barbara. Exactly. I think it's like 10% about Barbara. 90% they want to do the right thing. Especially because she went over to Barbara and was like, he's a bad guy. He is not who you think he is. So clearly... You have a very bad. So yes, she's protecting Barbara from Gordon, but now she feels like an ass for playing Gordon dirty, and right. she's wrong. But now she like wants to get back to Barbara again. I don't. I don't Barbara, I'm just putting that out there as something to consider. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Let's just move on. Let's just talk about yeah. badass Alfred. Yes, I love. We saw him. military Alfred coming out, catching Alan in the backyard I, with a knife. So we learned something else important about the Wayne Manor. There are no security guards. Just Alfred. Just Alfred. <laughs> Just Alfred. So what more do you need? There's also only a living room. There's only a living room. Gordon or um. And a couch. There's only well, a living room with Lil a couch. Lil Wayne sleeps there. No, they also have a library. Oh yes, we've seen the library as well. Yes. And then um, no security guards. Just Alfred. Do they need this? with a cane? They have a, a camera, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Security. And Alfred's watching the cameras. He's got nothing else to do. Little Wayne's is hanging out studying all the time, not eating. <laughs> I'm sure nobody cleans in that place. It's probably disgusting. Anyway, so yeah, so they're, they go to, I like that, I like they're throwing more Bruce in as well, as I said before, because we get the little bit with Bruce and, you know, him saying, I might not be able to solve your, your parents' murder. I'm sorry. This is Alan and, you know, and they're going to help you and you can trust them, mm-hmm. which is, that's a good a twist because yeah. Gordon now trusts them. I think that's a little quick. I agree. I, I'm not saying we shouldn't we shouldn't trust major crimes. I just feel there should be more of it an incubation period. They should. <laughs> it's like you saved me once. I trust you now. Bullock yeah. saved him four times. So yeah, like really, it's somebody needs to do something. Yeah, they're just at the right time, right place, right time. And poor cop, that that lady, <laughs> just Man. totally wrong place, wrong time. Really, yeah. that's. That's, I feel for Listen, that one. Listen, officer number four, you just got busted <laughs> out. You are now kill number 28. Yeah, tally. Man, that... You live in infamy as kill number 28. That's that's sad for that. Because what I, what I think in my mind is that was that was also a dirty cop, because I assume all the cops in Gotham were dirty. They just didn't know Victor's ass showed up. Like, they were just late. Yeah. They were, they, were just on the a case. they were just on a case and then came in like, why is no one in the, the precinct? And then walks out to the loading dock like... Wait a minute! You have a gun. She was Hold in the up, Mister. Yeah. And didn't, then didn't dies. hear the shootout in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Had her headphones in, just jamming out. <laughs> I, was she that kind of employee? <laughs> Maybe. But, <laughs> officer number four. Officer down. <laughs> um, it's sad, but I, you know, I feel like at the same time, if you were an actor or an actress, and you're like, listen, we want you to be on this episode, we want you to run out, we want you to yell for like three seconds, and then get shot. I'd be okay with that. That's a step above thug number two. Yeah, I think that, that officer had lines. Yeah, she did. Yeah, that's a, that's a higher pay rate for yeah. the day. Definitely, I, that's a, that's a mark in the union card. I'm working All right, hard. Let's uh, <laughs> before we go any farther, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on the iTunes. Give us a five star rating. Yep. Because After Buzz TV mm. works hard six days a week, putting out hours and hours, like eighty plus hours of content for all of you guys who enjoy at home. For free. Free. For zero dollars and zero cents. Hashtag truth. Free 99. Hashtag truth. Free 99 is my favorite. Uh, That's a good one. So how you can help us out is by rating us. It makes us more searchable. It makes us more noticed. That's what draws people to give us money so that we can put you out free shows. Because when those people give us money, we get cool new studios and sweet new TVs and like everything awesome happening here at AfterBuzz TV. 
All because of you giving us five star ratings on iTunes. Yes, that's, I mean, that's that is it. very important. Even if you're even if you're watching us on Utah, you, yeah. Utah, Utah, Utah. Even if you're watching us in Utah, <laughs> even if you're watching us on YouTube and you like the show and you want to help support us, go and give us a download. Five star, five star review. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's what you can do to help us out on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It cl- click the button. It literally takes less than 30 seconds. Yeah. It actually takes iTunes longer to load the dang genius results to get on the iTunes than it does to actually give us a rating. Yes. Every time I log into iTunes, it drives me crazy. I'm like, what the hell? Why I, are you loading all this crap that I don't care about? Ryan has I, personal feelings about this. I, I, yeah. I, listen, Apple in the cloud can just sail away. Sail away. I, I'm going to stick to my Android device and I'm going to have a higher resolution screening camera. I that is all. I haven't logged into the cloud. <laughs> who, who did I just... <laughs> Listen, we've been getting comments on you too. I'm gonna get a hundred comments about me bashing iTunes in the iCloud right now. I all I know is I haven't logged into the iCloud in like eight weeks. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't want six. my dirty pictures to get out in the out. That's what I don't want. Well, listen, Jennifer Lawrence. I'm sorry about your luck. Mine are staying on the phone. Well, they're not. That's what he thinks. That's, they're not my dirty pictures. I'm worried about it. it's the dirty pictures. I no, I'm kidding. All right, let's get <laughs> let's get back to <laughs> let's get back to the he show. Receives Bring it in. Many. many. All right, we receive many. I don't know how far I want to go ahead. Like, I, I just want to talk about everything that happened at the yeah, end of this um, episode. But like, I, to to move in order, we're in the beginning of Act Two. Act Two, Scene Three. Yeah, we're in the beginning of Act Two, and Fish Mooney's uh, dealing with Maroni in 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 the restaurant with Maroni talking about the penguin. I guess we can go there. I that seems we talked about it, but just I, in order, yeah, I think it's in order. I. I agree with you, Mother. That was hilarious. She's like, now, Penguin, you've offended her. (laughs) You should apologize. (laughs) Shame on you. But so here's a a thing. And I wrote it down. I got to find it. Hold on. Um, And it was about the relationship with the Penguin and Maroney. Because Fish does accost him a little bit and does get in his face and threaten him. And Maroney doesn't do anything about it. So where are we at with that? (laughs) <laughs> what can Fish do? I mean, he won't hand him over, so there's definitely a level of trust and a level of, you know, he obviously calls him the golden goose and wants to keep mm-hmm. him around. But, like, how far do you think he's willing to go to protect the penguin if it really came down to it? Not that far. I think he just is doing it to upset the others. The order of things? Yeah. Uh-huh. Although it, protecting the penguin will upset with the order of things for a long time, yeah. so he'll probably keep doing it. And then... I don't know. I think he'd protect him about as much as he'd protect any of his men. He doesn't seem to care for his men very much. Mm-hmm. That make, I feel like he likes the penguin a little bit more. But the peng- yeah, the penguin's proving himself worthy of his place as his right hand. Like he's making him millions of dollars and being a part of the system. But I honestly don't think. Well, that's good really- because they lost millions of dollars this week with the nuns who. Oh, that was the awesome! So that they could steal the guns. Uh, so Falcone does steal those guns, several million dollars worth, which sets up this whole little mafia war. Mm-hmm. Very short-lived, my That view. penguin is pushing towards. Yes. That's, there is a war coming. Yeah, that, that penguin is literally, I I think we know now, everything since the pilot has been penguins master. I said that m- yeah. weeks yeah. ago, if you recall. I do. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. remind you again. All right, so I, I do want to know, though, now that we have seen the end of this week's episode... Mm-hmm. Did Penguin have a hand in the gun stealing? Ah, uh, no. He just knew that. He knew that would happen. I don't think he knew. He just knew there would be some re- retaliation, not necessarily 
what, but something would happen, and he didn't cue in Falcone where he could steal things. Yeah, or I don't what? know. I don't know how much I trust the penguin. I can't tell who he's really trying to play with. I don't think he, I think he's telling the truth to everybody, but everyone mm-hmm. just like wants to hear what he has to say so much. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he's lying to anybody. So nothing. He has nothing more up his sleeve. I think he has a hundred things up his sleeve. I don't think he's telling anyone lies. He's not deceiving. I mean, he's deceiving the crap out of people, but he's not like going in and making things up. Yeah, no, that's right. not. Yeah, he is. He's a snitch. He's a gatherer of intel. Mm-hmm. So he'll he'll talk to someone, find out all the information he could possibly know about them, judge exactly who they are, where their where their soft targets are, and use all of that intel with the next person they talk to and what they need. And that's and that's his skill. That's his skill, and he's just a talker and a thinker and a plotter. But, yeah, I agree. But, I mean, if he, based on, like you said, the final scene, the flashback of everything, he had to have had a deal with the with the okay. Maroney moving and storage truck. I, th- I think he might have been in on it. Like, we don't oh, know totally. for sure. But I think he might have instituted the whole thing. Like, he might have said, listen, there's moving guns and there's moving trucks. You can hit them here. This is where you can stop them. And he told Falcone that information mm-hmm. early on so that he could get trust from Falcone. And then mm-hmm. he went back to Maroney and said, listen, you want to get Falcone back? Here's what you got to do. You got to hit this warehouse because they keep all this money and this drugs. And you can go in and you can blow the door. Yeah. and we'll, we'll kill these people because this is going on. And then he's just going back and forth telling information to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so, there's Jim, who I think he really trusts. He doesn't hate him. Yeah. he has. He's been sparing his life with Maroney. Yeah. He's the reason that he's alive Falcone. this week. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah. I was like, well, because I think he needs an agent. <laughs> he needs an agent of chaos on the good people side because he needs Jim Gordon to eventually rise up and arrest and or kill the people up top. So who are going to kill him eventually? When yeah, they find who out are going to? Yeah, find out when the web when the web gets unspun. Mm-hmm. Gordon has to. Gordon will come in and have to kill these people or have to um, arrest these people, and that he needs an agent of chaos on the other side if he's going to be the agent of chaos on his side. Yep. That's. I'll keep throwing that. Agent of Chaos. Done. Let's hope it sticks. So anyway, after this whole series of re- attack retaliation, finally, uh, Falcon and Maroney have a meeting out by the river, and they agree that it's not worth this. You know, I think this is exactly what the Penguin wanted, because he's like seeing them meeting, and yeah. it's like, oh, great, this is over. And I think Fish is just... Off her, off her rocker mad about this, because this is she wants this war to wage... It's good for her because it affects Falcone. It's good for her because Maroney and Penguin could be killed. It's good for her because it makes her job easier if she tries to take over the, the living room, and the bedroom, and the kitchen, and the whole house. Yeah. Because that's what she really wants. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's interesting that there's like, you know, I think Falcone is the most reasonable person. I agree. Right now, yeah. Yeah. I think he's the smartest also. I th- and I think, and what he was trying to tell Gordon is that anarchy is anarchy is the real enemy here, mm-hmm. and he's the lesser of all these evils. That like I'm the best villain you could possibly want. Mm-hmm. Right, you're gonna have no problems yeah. for me. I'm gonna keep getting my money on the side. Keep quiet. I'm not gonna kill people. I'm just gonna keep doing my thing. You have no idea how many worse villains there are. Right. Oh yes, I've met them. They're terrible. They're all like Victor's ass. Yeah. Terrible. So, in an exchange, so we're getting to this because this is where I'm going with this. Yes. In an exchange of friendship between the two, Penguin suggests to Maroney that they give Falcone land. It was supposed to be land by the river, but they said, heck no, because it's mm. land by the river and that's priceless. 
They're giving him Indian Hill, mm-hmm. mm. which is a toxic waste dump at Arkham mm-hmm. with an Indian burial ground underneath. So, too soon, too fast on that? Um, no. I think that's all part of... So here's why. Because mm-hmm. you and I, Steve, talked about this before. Once you weren't there, so I'm going to share it with you now. Indian Hill could be hinting at the Joker. Mm. It could be the place where the Joker is created, and they find out that the scars come from that, and in the comics and such, that's what it's hinting at. Mm-hmm. Potentially. But I think we're supposed to get other things coming down the pipe with villain. I mean, two weeks from now, the episode is titled Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. Mm. So clearly, we're going to meet Harvey Dent in a few weeks. And I think he's going to be a little bit older. I mean, not, it, Jim's age. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. going to be Jim's age. Right. Which is setting us up for another thing. And I have some news and gossip, which I'll share with you later, about more villains. But until then, we're going to talk about what we have right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think it's the Joker? No, or do you think it's just part of it. Arkham? I think it's part of the Arkham Project. Yeah. I think... I think I think the Wellsign people will be testing all of their stuff on the Arkham inmates, and then all the Arkham inmates that are useful enough to the crime syndicate will get out, and they'll probably have to get out through that treatment plant, or through yeah somehow somehow that'll all play into a larger plan that the criminals go into Arkham, they get tested, you make money by testing drugs on the prisoners, and then the prisoners that are useful they leave Arkham and wreak havoc on the city. And I think that that's just another piece that Falcone has that Maroney had. And that, that that's Check. all it is. Pieces yeah. on a board, man. Yep. Pieces yeah. on a board. All right. So let's get to the, the meat. This is it. I've been waiting for a while to talk about this. <laughs> uh-huh. Penguin is actually working for Falcone. Crazy. He appears to him at the end. And actually, when we were watching the episode, I was waiting for him to say something about Liza or something that happened to her because they were showing her baking and I followed the recipe. And I, I wanted that to be something that happened, but yeah. I think it's that's coming. I think Liza's oh, going to yeah. be axed because oh, yeah. I think uh, Falcone knows oh, that... Oh, Falcone has to know. That she, that's why he's not touching her. He's just using her to bake and clean. Uh-huh. But we find out that there's this flashback from a few weeks ago when Gordon and Bullock go captured. Penguin says, listen, I, I want you to do me this favor and have Gordon be the one who kills me. Because he's the most reasonable. Mm. He's the one I have the greatest chance of surviving with. Mm-hmm. And if he survives, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to come back and I'm going to snitch for you. Because I'm going to owe you for this this thing. That's great. Well, yeah. well played, Penguin. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All these things th- that we don't know about. That, this is why I'm liking him so much. Like, there are so many things that we don't even see or know that, that are just awesome. From go, he's just involved. Yeah. It's like, this is what's happening. And he's so inconspicuous and unassuming because he's so cowardly and timid looking. And mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why moments ago when you were like, I think Falcone is the smartest. I was like, yeah, but the Penguin... Seems to also be... I still think Falcone knows what's up. 100%. So you think he's playing on both teams? I think he's allowing the Penguin to work for him because he knows the information he's getting is valuable. But at the same time, I don't think he trusts him any farther than he can throw him. Yeah, he's not. Gonna, mm-hmm. He's going to trust him about as much as he trusts him. He got where he's at for being smart. Yeah. yeah. He, he's not in that position for no reason. So I still think Falcone is the smartest. But I like what the Penguin is doing. For sure. All right, and so that was a really awesome like ending, and it, we find out then as well, Penguin spared Gordon this week when Gordon was yeah. at the house yeah. after he tried to arrest Falcone and the mayor, and Barbara was there, and you know Victor was there. The reason that he let him go was because the Penguin asked for it, mm-hmm. you know, and he even said someday soon Gordon's going to see that Falcone is right. Mm. Yeah. He's going to see the bigger picture, and he's going to buy into it. 
I, think I, the, I disagree with that, but... I think the bigger picture... And this could actually play in no prediction, if we're moving along. Mm-mm. Um, Not yet. All right. Do you want to get... Well, okay, fine. First, I want to do some news and gossip. I need some sound effects for that before I can do it, though. There it is! Boom. All right, so we were talking about villains a few minutes ago and the potential for that, because obviously we know Harvey Dent's coming. They're hinting at the Joker. So during Kamikaze, which happened this past weekend, Mm. uh, Stanley had a big event. Producer Danny Cannon dropped the news that he and the writers are working on an episode with Scarecrow. Right. For this season. So we will meet the Scarecrow this season. However, here's the catch, and this is where all the news and the buzz is. Scarecrow is going to be a child. Love going it. to be Bruce Wayne's age. Awesome. And we're going to find out that the the Scarecrow background is actually going to be passed down from his father. Oh. I'm, all, I'm on board. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. And I was curious about your opinions on the fact that he's going to be a child. Excuse me. Bless you. Thanks. Well, that's how she feels. That is um, how I Overwhelmed <laughs> with nostril air. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard a sneeze described that way. Um, I think... Yeah, I think this is a great step because he's obviously not going to be a villain terrorizing Gotham. He's just going to be a kid but, that's friends with But what with it Lil does Wayne. do with the story, like I was saying, we have a villain for later in the Scarecrow. Right. As a child, who's going to grow up to be the Scarecrow. We also have a villain of the week in the father who was passing down this stuff to the son mm. who Jim Gordon will then have to combat. Um, Sounds great. Yeah, I'm all for it. Because great. the actual Scarecrow, because the actual Scarecrow, Jim Gordon would probably be no match for but the Scarecrow's dad probably probably get a good two or three episodes out of him. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll find out. It's coming down the pipe. Danny yeah. Cannon said so. It was at Kamikaze. You can read articles about that online. Anyway, let's go into the predictions now because, Steve, you were so antsy to get there and we are running out of time. There's so much to talk about. This is a deep episode, guys. Predictions. Yeah. Um, so, Steve, why don't you go last? Monty, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where to start because there's so many things. Um, well, next week we see the uh, penguin goes to see fish and tries to make a truce, and our trailer cut out when we were watching it in the middle. Yeah, unfortunately, I know that's how I felt. The like, DVR so he goes back. Uh, I am hoping to see a little bit more of Jim and Penguin together because I really, I, I you want a relationship to develop. I do because I don't know how I feel about the penguin. I love him. I just I'm saying I I, I don't know. That's why you love him. Yeah. You don't know. I, I think that he, Montoya and Allen, and Jim all need to sit together. Harvey Pullman. Well, and that's what, they were, in that thing, they were saying that they are potentially the three brothers from Horatio's Oath. And they right. are on the side to fight against the Maroni, Fish, and Falcone. So they are the, the one side of good versus evil. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that will continue to develop. Yeah. Next. I like to see that more as well. Yeah. I want to see Bruce get involved as well in coming mm-hmm. events because I feel like he needs to get out of Wayne Manor. He does. Mm. I want to see him go to the... He's trying to get to the board, as yeah, we talked about weeks ago, in the Viper episode. I yeah. want to see him get to the board and talk to some people, and hopefully yeah. stir some things up. I agree. Get Wayne some information. Mm-hmm. Get some information that he's going to give to Gordon. Yes. Um, I think Falcone and Maroney are... If they're not already on the board for Wayne that, or they're trying to... Or Wayne Enterprises, they're trying to take over Wayne Enterprises. We get one line at the beginning of Act 4, Wayne Enterprises is still in play. Mm-hmm. So I think they're either both on the board, or they're both trying to take it over completely and dismantle it. Because it was the only thing standing in... And we know uh, Falcone is involved with them for a yeah. long time. Because he even said we're part of the same family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know that there's some kind of relationship that they had, regardless if it was looked the other way or you know mutual mm-hmm. figuring this out for the best interest of everyone. There's also, something involved. So he also, might already be on the board. Also, Barbara right. King comes from money. 
and Falcone has money, so I think that's part of the reason Barbara Keene felt she could come back and reason with him at all. Mm-hmm. Also, I think Liza is the only thing is the only card Fish Mooney has now. Because she implemented that plan after the penguin left. Mm-hmm. So that might be the only thing Falcone doesn't know about, and that just might be how he courts women is had have them cook for him. Maybe. I mean I wish I had somebody that cook and clean for me. That'd be nice. They're called Nate. Steve? Then that, that's yeah, that. Steve, are you yeah, available yeah, in a French made outfit, perhaps? Uh, no. All right, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and being here. We're going to call it a day with that one. Uh, um, can I get some music, please? Love there it. it is. Hey, Monty, why don't you tell the fans so they can find out more about you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monty Bolanos, M-O-N-S-E-B-O-L-A-N-O-S. And you guys can also catch me on the Scorpion Podcast. <laughs> Steve? You guys can find me at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I'm also on the Modern Family Podcast. Josie Jory can't be here, but you can find her at J. Jory. <laughs> and as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Hey, we'll see you guys next week for episode number eight. Yeah. After Buzz TV, Gotham, we are out. Peace. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 